welcome to the Self-Empowered Mums podcast. I'm your host, Michaela Hansen. I'm a high-performance mindset coach. I help mums step into their power and embody the individual that they are outside of mum life, family life, and work life so that they can understand themselves on a more deeper level than the labels that society places on them. I'm a mama to a beautiful little girl with another little one on the way, and I'll be using this platform to talk to amazing women around the world who are stepping into their power as not just mums, but individuals who are living their life by their truth. In each episode, we'll be gathering knowledge, experience, education, and wisdom to provide you guys with easily digestible information so that you can start implementing these tools into your life to start living your life with more alignment. In this podcast, we have Michaela Hayes from Zeniste Yoga. She is a mama-to-be. She's a yoga teacher, a social worker. She hosts many events such as retreats, women's circles, and workshops, and she's just so full of wisdom. In this podcast, we talk about ways in how you can remain present and centered in the chaos of today's society. We discuss how to live a life of flow and ease, and we speak about how you can use your breath and meditation as a tool to keep you grounded. So this podcast was so amazing. We went deep. It was great chat. And you guys are going to get a lot out of this one. If you are someone who lives in a chaotic world, who is has a bit of a challenging time managing your stress, and this is a very, very great podcast to listen to to help you understand how you can start living with more ease and more flow. So thank you so much for coming on here, Michaela. No worries. I'm um, really excited for this chat because I've I've known you for, a, I reckon it's been a couple of years now, but mm-hmm. I got in contact with you originally because I wanted you to help do some yoga with my Mums and Bubs boot camp class. Um, I think we had a couple of sessions, but the weather was so terrible. But ever since then, we've like stayed connected and I've been watching your posts and following your journey. And I just absolutely love what you're about and the energy that you bring and what you do. So I really wanted to come on here and bring you bring the wisdom that you have and share it with the world. <laughs> so, okay, great. <laughs> so just do that, okay? <laughs> um, but uh, first of all, can you just explain to everyone watching who you are, what you're about, and a little bit about, I guess, your journey from where you first started exploring what led you to where you are today? Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um gosh when I think about my journey um I guess I feel like my journey is only really beginning um as all humans do um I face challenges and teachings in life um that have led me to be the person I am today and have definitely shaped me um whether that be from com- a complex family dynamic which I think is pretty common this day and age <laughs> mm, yeah. um, but also health issues I've I've journeyed a lot with endometriosis and womb health um, and yeah, from relationships to even now being 30 weeks pregnant, that's a whole new lesson in itself. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As you know. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it takes women probably listening to this know. <laughs> yeah, it takes you on like a crazy journey and like you said, you're just getting started, but it's like you're just peeling back so many layers and it's like, whoa, this is just another whole chapter. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's almost like a deep remembering um, coming back to like your true self because as when we're younger, I feel like we're conditioned in so many ways. Um, yeah, it's just like a, a remembering. But yeah, they're all unique experiences essentially um, that have had a beautiful role in my life um, and played their role in who I am today. But when I think about um, sort of, yeah, where my journey began um, or, yeah, how I started to spiritually evolve throughout it, um, I guess the the first thing that comes to mind is my yoga practice. Um, and I know um, yoga has gifted me with so much awareness of myself, um, of spirit, of life. Um, and quite often when people hear yoga, they think purely of physical asana, um, so a physical practice. Um, but there's so much more to yoga than most people are aware. Yeah. Um, and I was certainly at that level uh, when I first began yoga and it did just start as a purely physical practice. Um, but yoga is essentially a way of life that helps you to understand, yeah, as I was saying before, yourself um, and, and helps you feel connected to the world around you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I, I guess in some ways delving into my yogic studies uh, and then teaching yoga was the spark to what some might refer to as my growth or, yeah, the big expansion of where it began. But, um, yeah, I guess I really – I also just think – all my life experiences have added to where I am today and where I am today is now teaching yoga. Um, I am pulling back a little bit from my um, work, you could call it, um, because I am in my third trimester. But yeah, I do work a lot uh, with women predominantly in mentorships, um, women's circles. I do and am very passionate about trauma-informed yoga. Mm. Um, that's something that is really important to me. And I think that we don't have enough of in our current, uh, yogic society, if you could call it that. Um, and yeah, and that also comes from my learnings in my degree, almost finished with social work. So, so I guess I have my finger in many honey pots but yeah so I guess that's where I am now um and yeah at the moment I'm really just sort of sinking into this journey I'm I'm in right now which is being pregnant and yeah and just really absorbing every lesson that's coming with that and there's really is a lot (laughs) and yeah and it's just really beautiful and I guess with whatever I do in life I try and really just be present and there for it rather than always thinking about striving for the next thing or doing yeah doing yeah I mean and that's something (laughs) I feel like like I myself as well and I've been working to peel back the layers and to be more present and to stay connected especially through pregnancy but I feel like in this day and age there's so many people getting to do like focusing on the to-do list staying in their masculine doing all the work and so focused on the next thing rather than being in flow and being present with themselves and just absorbing every single moment for what it is Mm -hmm. and I guess that leads me exactly to where I wanted to take this conversation which is how would someone become more present and live in flow rather than force, rather than forcing outcomes and situations to happen for them and just accepting reality and 
everything that life is and just accepting mm-hmm. everything that happens, how would they be, go from that transition from force to flow? Well, I think you really sort of need to understand what flow is to begin with. Um, like, And being in flow, I guess a lot of people sort of refer to that sort of language a lot these days in the wellness industry. Um, but it's really just a state of mind. Um, like in psychology, uh, flow state is often referred to, um, and that's just when you're able to single-mindedly focus on one task at a time. Um, so it's quite simple, um, but it's not simple at the same time (laughs) because it also means not obsessing over that one thing too. Um, it just, yeah, it means being able to ebb and flow, um, from whatever you're doing in the present moment to the next moment. Um, and I think being in flow in life is really just about being present with wherever you are at the time and whatever you're doing. Um, and that's important for so many reasons, as you sort of mentioned, like it's, it's become quite a toxic culture that we're in as well um, where, yeah, we're always doing, um, we're always forcing, rushing, controlling. Um, and when we're in flow, oh, gosh, that's quite loud. I don't know if you heard that. <laughs> but when we're in flow, um, we, we stop trying to problem solve. We stop trying to fix um, and to push through. And we just, we do surrender and come to everything mm. um and I think that really for me when I think about entering into a flow state it, it first ignites with appreciating the fact that life is a gift life is a sacred offering that we're given every single day that we open our eyes with every single breath and I think yeah being able to recognize that life is a gift helps you just to surrender that little bit more and and it helps you to settle into that present moment a little bit more because you realize the sacredness of it all um and you stop thinking about what what do I need to do next what do I need to push through and force through and yeah and just that awareness itself of life being a gift helps you just to enter that flow um yeah I guess more balanced energetic state yeah, I completely agree. The other day I was walking through Fingal to the headland up there and as I'm sure you're aware, there's a beautiful forest and nice bushwalk and I was walking through and I was just looking at nature and absorbing it and appreciating it and just in that moment, it's like everything just brightened. It's like the, the greens of the trees were so much greener, the the footpath was so much clearer, the sunlight, the um, the sky was so much brighter and it's it's almost like that's what life is all about, is sitting there and appreciating all the small things and just like what you said, surrendering to what is happening outside of you and just being fully present with what is happening in the now. Mm-hmm. And I think when you can do that often, it's a really beautiful skill and there will be so much less stress and anxiety in the world. Exactly. And, like, that's it, the importance of being in flow with life rather than forcing it is simply just to enjoy life yeah life is to be enjoyed um and yeah your existence is to be enjoyed and I think we forget that I really think we forget that um and it's yeah it's pretty important but um yeah and and often when we meet life with force there's resistance whether that resistance comes from ourselves or others external factors 
but yeah, force doesn't encourage fluidity. Um, yeah, there's there's generally a pushback if you're forcing something. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think when we're in flow, we we move with the natural current that already exists within us and around us. Yeah, and you can feel as well within yourself the disalignment that there is or misalignment. I'm not sure if that, whatever the word is. <laughs> feel the resistance happening and you know when you you can feel that so when you're attuned with that feeling and you can like accept and surrender and be like okay I cannot control all I control is my all I can control is myself right now Mm -hmm. taking in that you know that conscious breath and centering yourself again I feel like that allows you to just be centered and accept what is happening Mm -hmm, definitely Yeah. yeah so um for those who are listening and what would you, I guess, recommend or suggest for someone who is so caught up in the, uh, so caught up in force and trying to get things done? And you know they've got kids, and I can understand this completely. Like you're you're working, you're getting stuff done to make sure the house is clean and everything's, you know, in order. Mm-hmm. What would you recommend to someone who just needs to really just step back into the present moment and surrender and just be? Mm, yeah well you sort of already said it connecting with the present and that's just going to look different for everyone else um it's not i think uh practices of present mindedness and present awareness is is really unique to the individual for me um it always has done and still does start with my breath um being aware of my breath usually helps me to connect back into my body, to connect back in my reality away from doing and into the now because each breath is really different, right? We, we breathe into different parts of our lungs, different parts of our body with every new inhale. And when we just take a moment to acknowledge our breath or um, just to feel it, I think that is a really just simple but beautiful way to start connecting into a rhythm of, of flow rather than force because as we feel the breath is a natural current that moves through us. The breath is a flowing state of pranic life force um, that moves through us. So why not start there? Um, But that's not going to work for everyone as well. Um, Some people, when they connect to their breath and they notice their breath is quite sharp or rapid and and shallow, um, that can stimulate a sympathetic response or a fight or flight response in the body too because they realize how stressed they might actually be um and and so sometimes presence just looks like connecting to the other senses of the body maybe you take a moment to close your eyes while you're eating rather than sitting on your phone and scrolling um to really feel the textures in your mouth to feel the nourishment going into your body Maybe it looks like just feeling the warmth of the sun on your skin, um, something so simple. But, of course, there are more, um, more practices that you can do that maybe require a little bit more effort and discipline, such as meditation, um, journaling, um, and, yeah, and those sorts of things help us just to settle into the moment to process what, whatever we're going through or whatever we're trying to force in our life in that current moment. Um, and sometimes it doesn't feel like we have enough time to do all those things such as meditate, journal, um, close your eyes and feel the sun <laughs> on your skin. <laughs> Which is why I, I do really encourage just coming back to the breath because no matter what you're doing, uh, whether like you're about to have a meeting um, or you're trying to uh, 
I don't know, manage your children that day and it's a little bit challenging. Um, if you just focus on the breath in that moment, that's a beautiful way to start. It's a beautiful way just to surrender, go sigh out if you're feeling all the tension, just let go of, of the excess stagnation um, or, yeah, or resistance mm. that you're holding in your body. And I think that's just a really simple way to start. And I guess there are so many ways that we can enter into a flow state that I, I really think the, the current wellness industry just totally overcomplicates it. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and I think it's really just as simple as connecting to the breath. And, and a lot of people also will ask questions such as how do I – connect with a more spiritual side of myself um, such as when you're doing mentoring or yoga and and I too think that starts with the breath and even one of my teachers um, Raquel she taught me a, a beautiful I hope I'm saying it right but a beautiful word um, which has Latin roots which is sperare um, so sperare essentially means to breathe but it also translates to spirit and I think that's just really beautiful and sort of encapsulates the power within the breath and how it does connect you back to your spirit as well. Um, and yeah, I, <laughs> that, that I, answers your question. hundred <laughs> percent. And do you know what, like I've learned so many different skills through different types of mindset, coaching courses, workshops, and the thing that's made the most impact in my life is breath work. Mm. And like what you said, it's just, going back to your center that's your life force your breath and I think with all the skills that I've learned none of that's even relevant if I'm not being present with myself and the like I said the thing that is most effective for me is my breath work and the moment that I take in that deep breath feel it go through my body and release tension re-energize whatever intention I have for that breath you can feel the instant release it's instant results with it Totally, 100%. Yeah. And then it starts with the breath and then it evolves um, mm. the more that you practice um, breath work or awareness of breath. And, yeah, and it evolves from maybe taking a deep breath and releasing tension just like that, um, which might actually just feel like a emotional release. Um, but it can also release, you start to notice that you're clenching your jaw, which is really common for people or that you're holding your shoulders up to your ears. And when you breathe out, those things just naturally start to relax, um, over time, the more aware you come of your body and yeah. And what's happening for you in that moment. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And there's so many different breath practices, like you said, like getting started, the best thing to do is just to be conscious of the breath that you're using right now just be 100% present and just inhale sigh whatever you have to do mm -hmm. and I think it's really cool as well like we've been doing we do shamanic breath work practices here as well and we run workshops yeah. like that have you explored much of that before yeah um I, I guess in yoga we use slightly different language but yeah 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 <laughs> Um, I'm not sure how you would call it or what you would label it for the circular breathing yeah. um I think that's really powerful to have spiritual or like emotional releases as well um, mm. and connect with your spirit. So we do like the one hour shamanic breathing session, like the whole hour, mm. and it's like quite intense, but it's such a beautiful practice as well. And yeah, I think that's powerful. And it just goes to show the power that your breath does hold. Yeah. And even the hormonal response that it has in the body, like that's just phenomenal. And 
and the natural chemicals that your body releases throughout that practice is just yeah and yeah. something yeah. to experience for sure um but yeah as as you were sort of saying like it it starts just from that simple awareness of breath and then evolve and evolve yeah, yeah definitely, <laughs> definitely um so you t- uh, touched a little bit about some little daily rituals that you could do like journaling or breath work mm-hmm. or yoga um what ones do you utilize and what do you recommend for other people just to get started with yeah um i guess practices i use um to stay a bit more grounded in life at the moment um is is definitely meditation i'm meditating a lot at the moment um partly to prepare me for birth (laughs) and partly just to yeah connect me to my current experiences in life and and pregnancy but yeah, so I use meditation a lot. Like at the moment, I'm I'm probably meditating anywhere between two to three hours a day, which is for most people unrealistic. Um, <laughs> but that's something that I really value. And yeah. and once you identify your values, you obviously prioritize them. Um, yeah. So so yeah, I am meditating a lot. But um, other practices that I use are, are quite simple. It's just finding ceremony in in everyday life um for me that's just something that i've learned through to appreciate um from the yoga trainings courses events that i've been to is that there is so much ceremony and sacredness within everything in life and sure it might sound a little hippy dippy to some but um, <laughs> but it, it really there really is when you think about the magic that that has to happen inside your body even just to be alive here in this moment like that is pretty incredible um and and same with the nature around you and i guess i take moments throughout my day regularly um just to have a small short ceremony of presence with myself whether that be just to make myself a cup of tea or a cup of ceremonial cacao and have an intention um for how I want to feel by the time I finish that cup. Um, and each time I have a sip, I'm drinking in that intention. Mm. Um, so it can be so simple. Um, and that's, I guess, sort of a very small practice that I include throughout my day in many different ways. Um, but yeah, of course, breath work, as we talked about, I, I, a favorite of mine is, um, Nadi Shodhana, which is a pranayama practice of alternating nostril breath, which is basically when you use a hand um, to block off one nostril, breathe in and then blow out the other um, and you just alternate. And that's really powerful for me, for my for my nervous system. And I've, I guess I've used it so much over the years that my limbic brain has created like this limbic resonance, which my body just, which essentially just means that my body naturally remembers as soon as I start doing that breath work, just to sink in and relax. Um, so yeah, I, I do a lot of breath work throughout the day. Even um, yeah, in between teaching classes, I would take a few moments in between meetings, etc. Um, and yeah, and I do I do personally journal a lot. Um, but also, I think authentic connection. Um, that's a, a practice. And something that I seek in life that keeps me really grounded and centered. Um, it's connecting with people that uh, I guess 
yeah, are on a similar path to me or just make me feel good to be around. Um, and yeah, and vice versa. Um, but yeah, authentic connection is something that is really important to me in my life because I'm definitely one of those people that that need to talk I love talking as everyone that knows me <laughs> love talking um, so having that time to connect with other beings is is also really it's a part of my daily practice whether it just be um yeah a phone call with a love line or whether it be catching up with yeah someone else that I work with or you know those sorts of things having that time just to connect is really important to me and sure I don't feel like it every day but um yeah it does keep me very grounded in in daily life (laughs) Mm, that's awesome and going back to the I can't remember the name that you called it but the breath practice where you use yeah I think um because obviously breathing through your nose stimulates that parasympathetic nervous system Mm. to relax repair I think that's super powerful to be able to understand as well. So um, do you want to explain a little bit about that? <laughs> yeah, I can do. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it's really cool for everyone listening. Like we all, we all, like I do as well, unless I'm yeah. conscious of it, breathe out of my mouth and mm-hmm. it's it's a, just a habit. It's just conditioning. And I think it's really important to become more aware of how we're actually breathing and when we breathe through our nose, like our bodies can relax so much more faster and repair the cells and repair our body so much quicker and more effectively. So, um, yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe just guide you through it if you like. Um, oh, you want to guide me? Yeah, for sure. Okay. And then yeah. anyone who's listening can practice too. Right. Let's do it. Sweet. Uh, <laughs> so, um, before we do practice this breath, um, I generally would say if you have a sinus infection, um, or, um, block nostrils, um, either blow your nose or avoid this practice um, just because you are alternating the breath through one nostril and then the other. So if one nostril is blocked, um, you're not going to be getting enough oxygen through. Yeah, I'm pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's as simple as sitting up straight when you practice breath work. Um, it's important to keep the spine nice and nice and straight so that the energy channels are clear. Um, and then when you're ready, you can either place your pointer finger and middle finger on in between your brows and rest here if that's comfortable for you. Um, and then we just place our thumb onto our right nostril, so not pressing down yet, just resting there. And then your uh, ring finger and pinky just sort of gather together to rest onto your left nostril. And so if that feels quite comfortable, you can stay there or you can just simplify it, which is having sort of like a shaka's hand and having your pinky on your left nostril and your thumb on your right nostril. But I prefer the first mudra. Um, And so basically you just take one deep breath through the nose and out through the mouth. So breathe in, breathe out. Now one breath through both nostrils, in through the nose out through the nose. Now close down your right nostril, breathe in through the left. Close down the left nostril, breathe out through the right. Inhale through the right. Close down the right, breathe out through the left. Inhale left. Close the left, breathe out through the right. 
inhale through breath. Alternate nostrils, finding this pattern in your own time. And as you continue with this breath, and as it begins to feel a little bit familiar in your body, I invite you to slow it down, trying to breathe in nice and slowly, and maybe even even out the inhalation to the exhalation. So you're breathing in for as long as you're breathing out. Noticing how that feels for you. And if anything doesn't feel good at any time, you can just release the palm and return to your natural breath. So we'll do one more round, finishing with a breath out of the left nostril. And if your eyes are closed, I invite you to keep the eyes closed just for a moment. Let the hand relax into the lap and just have two natural breaths. Just noticing how that breath work felt for you. It's, even though it's practice over a short period of time, maybe noticing its impact on your mental state, your body, your heart, and opening the eyes. <laughs> that was amazing. That was so, that was so nice. <laughs> So it's pretty simple once you get the hang of it. It's just about finding that rhythm, really. Um, but one, once again, it's a breath work that once you practice it more and more, your body will just naturally remember what to do and you won't need to think about, oh, am I breathing through my left or my right now? Um, it just mm -hmm. happens. Um, mm -hmm. And you can quite easily go through a meditative state too. And returning to what we were talking about before of having uh, or being in that flow state, of having focus on um, the task you're doing at the time. Um, yeah, this is a beautiful way to practice that and to, yeah, help connect to the moment, <laughs> to yourself. And it's so simple. Like that was so simple and it that probably only took us maybe two minutes, but I could already feel the calmness. So I can just imagine 5, 10, 15 minutes of doing that. Yeah, yeah. I probably only do this breath like, um, in five-minute intervals, then I have a few um, breaths naturally through both nose and both nostrils and <laughs> both nose. Um, <laughs> and then I will, yeah, like return to the breath, okay. um, the breath pattern. And that's just more so um, sometimes when you practice breathwork techniques, the, the um, body can go into a, a subtle stress response if you're doing it for too long okay, yeah. Um, and yeah so it just helps to recenter by coming back to that natural breath and then you can return into it yeah awesome thank you so much for taking us through that that's amazing <laughs> okay <laughs> something a little different <laughs> yeah that's amazing um okay i want to talk a little bit about your meditations um i know there's so many different ways to meditate so for people just getting started, because I know that there's a lot of people who want to meditate, they just don't know how or they don't um, can't find the time for it and not make it a priority. So to make it super easy and available for everyone, what do you recommend for someone just getting started to meditate? Mm, I guess once again, it's pretty hard to say 
okay, this is going to work for you. Um, Because yeah. we'd have to, yeah, talk about, I guess, what you find difficult about meditation too. Um, but for me, I, I can share from personal experience, I actually used to hate meditation. Um, <laughs> I used to get really frustrated when it would come to that time in the yoga class where we uh, also known as Shavasana, where you lie down on your back. And I'm like, I just want to hop up and go. Like, I've done my yoga. I'm like, come on. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, yeah, I used to find it really challenging because I, I – still do have a busy mind which is why I love the practice of meditation um and yeah and so from that point of resistance the more I actually forced myself to try and sit down and and still my mind um the more I actually struggled with meditation and yeah and found myself um wanting to pull away from it even more so that yet again goes back to forcing something Mm -hmm. um there's a bit of resistance so I guess if you are finding it challenging Um, to meditate or you don't have much time it's a really beautiful thing just to find um, presence and awareness into your everyday activities Um, and that is essentially all that meditation is it's just being present and aware of whatever you're doing in that moment and I often um, meditate but that's through moving meditation where I'll close my eyes and I'll dance and I'll just move my body in an intuitive way that requires no thought Mm. and I'm just moving and that that for me I gets me into the same meditative state as if I'm to sit still upright (laughs) um on another day and so hiccups (laughs) Bob's is kicking my ribs (laughs) (laughs) Um, um but yeah I guess for me when I first started um to find a meditation practice it did start with walks on the beach. I do, and yeah, I always have sort of loved incorporating daily walks on the beach, even just for a short moment. And so it, I first started just noticing the way that my feet would land when I walk, the way the, the sand felt on my feet, um, mm. the way that the water would come up and touch my feet, and the way my body would respond to that. Just little things like that. That is all part of a meditation practice. Yeah. Meditation doesn't have to be just sitting still and disciplined and trying to find a still mind. It's just, it's simply about having an aware mind because quite often you're not going to have a still mind. Even an experienced practitioner isn't going to have a still mind um, every day, all the time um, when they meditate. So, yeah, it's just about finding that awareness. So if you're wanting to start a meditation practice, then I invite you just to try and be aware of your senses as much as you can in something that you already incorporate into your everyday life, whether that be when you're cooking food for your family or for yourself. Um, really be aware. How does it feel to hold the knife as you're cutting up mm-hmm. your vegetables? How does it feel to taste the food? How does it feel to open the pot and feel the steam come onto your face? Um, really connect to the senses and start to to be aware there before you start to deepen that meditation practice or make it more disciplined in finding one of stillness um, because that can actually be, um, yeah, really uncomfortable for some people and, and can actually cause a trauma response in the body or a stress response in the body is when you have to force yourself to sit still um, mm. and trying to do the same for your mind. It actually deters us away from the goal of meditation which is to yeah to just be aware I completely agree with that and 100% resonate because I attempted to 
do it in my morning ritual every single morning Mm -hmm. and I tried to force myself to meditate every morning and it in the morning that's just not what works for me and I was trying to force myself to do this and it wasn't working then I beat myself up and I was in this crazy cycle of like okay why can't I meditate but it's not that I can't meditate it's like what I was doing then just wasn't working for me so it's finding what works for you and like you said just being aware 100% aware with with what you're currently doing and there's like I said when I, when I was walking through the forest that day no. that is a meditative state like it doesn't have to be going to sit on a mountain in a cave thinking <laughs> of absolutely nothing like that <laughs> sometimes we think I used to be like that I used to believe yeah. that to meditate you have to sit and do the whole thing and that's not exactly what it is no and then in this modern day society that's it's really not achievable for a lot of people to mm-hmm. um, yeah and and I think it is yeah it's just about finding what works for you it, that's already a part of your life and mm-hmm. and just yeah and not not adding to the to-do list not adding to the stress um 100%. yeah and just making it become something a part of something that you already do if that makes sense yeah Definitely. yeah that's amazing <laughs> Um, can you hear my dog in the background? He's like, oh my God. <laughs> I wish I could. <laughs> a little puffy and Dan's got him in the other, on the other side of this wall and he's scratching at the door. He's like, let me in. <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad you can't hear. <laughs> um, awesome. So I think we've covered so much today and I think what you've given us is highly valuable. So thank you so much. Is there any advice or a bit of wisdom that you would love to share with everyone as we uh, close this podcast? Mm, um, I guess uh, all the things that we've talked about today come sort of under the umbrella of managing everyday stress and everyday challenges as well. Um, And I think what we've sort of said and to sort of sum it up as well it's just about acknowledging or being aware of whatever's happening for you in that moment feeling it um, really feeling it whether Mm. it's light or heavy um and giving yourself time to process accept surrender um and then when you feel ready let go but I think a lot of time people put pressure on themselves just to always um yeah be this perfect being that's always in this state of lightness and joy and that's just not the human experience the human experience is full spectrum of light heavy messy wild in between um (laughs) so yeah I guess I I would just like to share that it's not about having all the tools or all the knowledge um it's just a matter of work uh, working out what works for you Mm. Um, understanding each stressor or challenge might need a different support for you to get through it and that that doesn't always mean working on it through yourself as well sometimes that's knowing when to ask for help and yeah when to be supported um so yeah I guess I am I want to invite everyone to remember that we are human beings that thrive on connection and love um and yeah, just to be gentle with yourself. Being human's hard sometimes. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, just just be gentle with yourself, and when you can, try to remember how beautiful and sacred this life really is. And that's not just the good times; that's the bad times too. I love <laughs> that you brought that up because 
it's so unrealistic and living in fantasy if we think that life is always going to be positive because that is not what we're about. And, I mean, if you follow the yin and yang, there's always light and dark. You can't have one without the other. We don't know good if we don't experience bad. So it's like when we are in those dark times or the times that we're having a very challenging moment where we're very upset or having, you know, a confronting time, it's important to accept what we're experiencing and really feel into it because Mm. I think when you accept and feel and surrender, that's when you can find the lessons and to appreciate what you're going through because you know that that's taking you to another expansive level like you're you're growing from it so I love that you brought that up so thank you so much I think that's very important for everyone to understand yeah yeah and something that takes time to understand too exactly I mean yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was just on that topic but um so how can people reach you tell tell us a little bit about your business um where you're located (laughs) what you do, what you're currently doing. I know you're 30 weeks pregnant and taking a step back, but um, for people who want to get in contact with you, where can they find you? Yeah. Um, so I, I live a pretty um, intuitive life and I'm not quite the, the usual businesswoman. I'm pretty <laughs> relaxed because <laughs> that's just my life. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you can contact me through Zeneste Yoga. Um, so Z-E-N-A-S-T-E Yoga. Um, which is where a lot of my clients sort of find me or contact me, um, et cetera. But um, yeah, I, I normally would be hosting um, a lot more workshops, um, retreats, events, those sort of things. But at the moment I am just peeling, peeling back from all of that. Um, and yeah, usually on those platforms I will share if I'm teaching yoga publicly, um, my timetable there. But at the moment, I'm just predominantly focusing on working with clients privately, one-on-one. Cool. Um, that's really, yeah, my passion at the moment, um, where I'm finding a lot a lot of inspiration and, and fire from. So, yeah, if you want to work privately with me in these next few weeks, <laughs> sure, okay. you can reach out on Zeneste Yoga. <laughs> I, um, I will be returning back teaching at some point next year. But, yeah, me being me, I don't have a set time on it. I'm just going to feel into it and, yeah, just take it day by day, see what feels good as, yeah, we enter this new journey of, of maiden to mother. So, yeah. So excited. I'm so excited for you. And, I mean, <laughs> I've been following your journey. And when I found out you were pregnant, I was like, oh, my God, Michaela's pregnant. Like, because I know you're going to be such a beautiful mother. You already are a beautiful mother. And just watching your journey and how you connect and the energy that you bring to this world is so inspiring. So I want anyone who is listening, if they loved what you were about, please go over and follow uh, Michaela because honestly, the stuff that you share, I'm like, oh, my God, that's speaking to my soul. I needed to hear that today. So, um, yes, yeah, thank you all that you do. Yeah. And I'm I'm not I'm not um for those of you that don't follow me yet, I'm not always um so serious as well. I do like <laughs> have a good giggle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, if you do follow me, expect a bit of silliness here and there. But <laughs> but yeah, no, I um yeah, look forward to maybe meeting some more of your community. Thank Definitely. you. And I'm really excited for our women's circle coming up. I'm very excited. I've never been to one before and I was quite nervous actually um, buying the ticket because I was like, I, I used to have this, um, I kind of disassociated from my feminine a lot. I used to. 
And now as I'm becoming, like I'm pregnant and exploring myself more, I'm like really embracing this womanhood that I'm experiencing. And one of my goals was to go to a women's circle and I felt the most comfortable going to yours. So I am, I am nervous, but I'm very, very excited because I know it's going to be absolutely amazing. Yeah, and, and comfort is priority at my women's circles. And um, the mantra is usually all is welcome. Um, yeah, whatever you, whatever you feel that day or whatever you want to wear that day, like all is welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. I've had like, I've had, I have had in the past um, a, a woman come in like a full pajama set up and, and yeah. boots and she's like, yep, I'm going to go to bed after this. So I thought I'd get cozy. I'm like, perfect. Like, this is great. <laughs> but no, I'm so excited you're coming. Um, and yeah, and a lot of people do feel nervous the first time they attend a, a women's circle because it's just another new experience that exactly. yeah. unknown. Yeah, but no, it'll be it'll be gentle and, and feminine in all the right ways. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Michaela. We're so lucky and blessed to have had you on here. Um, and yeah, I look forward to connecting with you next week at our women's circle. Yeah, oh. good. I'll see you then. <laughs> Thank you so much. I will chat to you soon. All right. Bye. bye.